You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Doc, we've started the podcast. Uh, doc, the doc's hot now. We've got uh, this is um, about to introduce. Uh, he's been on our show before. Uh, you cannot be serious, uh, Doctor John Tickell. He's a uh, man of uh, very many facets. He's uh, knows the great Jack Nicholas has done a business with him by establishing a golf course out in the Yarra Valley called the Heritage. He's done a whole lot of different things in life, but he's here today to speak to us. His passion and his uh, great driving force, I think, uh, currently is uh, on men's health, and he's here to have a chat to us about what's going on in his life and what's going on more, um, more importantly in the health of men who tend to get overlooked a bit. Uh, we are very keen on uh, helping Women with Breast Cancer, the uh, the Pink Brigade, and that's fantastic, but sometimes uh, the men get shoved into the background because of that very important uh, project about women's health, but men's health is also of vital importance to everyone, well, half the population, in fact, and the doc is part of all this, so welcome, Dr John Tickell. Sam, it's an absolute pleasure, and men's health is sick. Right. Uh, so I know that's a provocative statement, so tell us what that means. Well, the biggest problem with men is they haven't got the balls to go and have checkups. Women are used to being um, looked at and felt by female doctors with their gynaecological symptoms and problems and having babies and all those sort of things. But men, when they have a little problem, they go to the pub and have a beer with their mates and talk about sex, money and football. Yes, and uh, you, I, I, the, the, the phrase, haven't got the balls to go to be checked, is uh, quite significant because if you go and have your prostate out, that is like cutting your balls out because your sex drive and libido uh, drops right away. I can only speak about this from experience. Now, Sam, you were the promoter of Good Health for Men because you agreed with your mate Eddie to be filmed on like on show live with uh, when your prostate was remo removed i did because um i just tell you how that happened i was due to come back onto the footy show having had uh, five months off uh, in the off season and about a fortnight before the footy show was due to be uh, come back in uh, 2000 and whenever it was uh, um I said, I'm sorry, I've got an advanced case of prostate cancer and I won't be on the first show, which uh, uh, bemused them a bit. Uh, they were very happy, uh, not happy, but they were very, uh, very supportive uh, that I wouldn't be on the show. Did they, did they pay you for not being on the show? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, but um, they the, said, the well, um, I said, <laughs> but if you would like to, I wasn't promoting this for myself, but yep. I said, if you'd like to do a doco or something on the fact that I've just um, uh, just uh, discovered I have prostate cancer, you can do a show on it. I'm happy to let the cameras uh, invade whatever you want them to invade. So 60 Minutes took that offer up and Eddie um, um, hosted it, yep. and, as he did, and uh, they tracked me down. 
So much so that when, um, uh, the, as you would know, when uh, the major part of having a prostate is to make sure that it's confined to the capsule Correct. and not out and about in your um, membranes and sinews and tissues. Now, it's good that you've taken us back to ground zero because what was the first symptom? Why did, did, you, did you go to the doctor or not? Why? I, I, I'm one of those people who um, didn't ever have a checkup. Mm. I was 50... Uh, no, I wasn't. I was 60. How old was I? I was uh, just in my late 60s. Mature. Late 60s. Yeah. And um, I went to have a sunspot checked on my hand. Yeah. And I said to the my GP, Mark Harrington, very good man, I said, Doc, is that, um, is that there? Is that all right? He said, no, I can tell. That's benign. He said, give us some blood just so you haven't wasted the Medibank levy coming in. Yeah. And um, he rang me back in... Uh, Two days or whenever he got the blood, he said, mate, you have got an advanced, my PSA PSA reading was uh, through the roof. He said... Do you know what it was? What score? It was 18, I think. Yeah. Uh, It's meant to be two or three or something. Well, at your age, it should have been sort of one, two, three. But it's interesting that the PSA now technologically is light years ahead of what, when you had it done. Yes. So... Not only is it a market, see, if you've got a high PSA today, you go back and have another one in three months' time because you can have a high PSA after, say, sexual activity. Um, were you in the school debating team? I, th- I thought you were going to say, was I, it was I in, the, in, a, in a heightened stage of sexual activity? Was I what? In, in de- the school, masturb- school debating team, the, ma- yes. the, the mass debate? The mass debate, yes, yes. the and mass did, debating. And did you change hands at half-time because you could get... Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if I was in a, in a stage of sexual activity when I uh, had my prostate checked. Yep. I'd, I'm tempted to say I wasn't because... You know, the second bang will be the door shutting these days. But um, the 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 um, um, I don't think I was doc. But uh, so anyhow, what did the doc he say? Said, he yeah. said you've got to have it out, and uh, yeah. I, I said right. Uh, I didn't have time to think about it. So we, uh, the man who did it, uh, Professor Lawrence um, Harewood, he mm. was over in Japan lecturing about exactly the yeah. uh, robot technique of yeah. having your prostate out so yeah. he said as soon as you get back so I booked you in and that was it and they whipped it out and Eddie did a thing on 60 minutes and um, um, and so that was what happened. Now we're talking about risks here were you asked or told that if you had a radical prostatectomy that you may not ever have another what are they called in China a, a, a election erection was I told I'd never have another you erection. Could, it could be so that you would never have another erection well they, well, they didn't quite uh, say it in as many words, Doc. They said that you're... A stiffy. You're li- Thank a you, hard Doc. on. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Doc. I, I used to get just get... Sometimes I'd get half a fat, yeah. just the back half. That's a joke. So you know uh, the so difference between fat and cholesterol? <laughs> you, you can't have half a cholesterol. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> beautifully, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> I just also mentioned before that I, I went into a bookstore the other day and I mm. said, have you, got, have you got the book, uh, The Drawbacks of Having a Small Penis? And the bookseller said, it's not in yet. And I said, yep, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, good all it, yeah. those jokes. Yeah. Yeah. So you went ahead with this, with... A risk profile. The difference a, between light and hard, Doc. 
Yes, what is it? You can go to sleep with the light on. Yeah, right, got it. I think I, think I got that right. <laughs> That's right. Anyhow, yeah. I was, so getting back to the serious topic of men's health, Doc. So that. when you had the surgery and you woke up mm-hmm. and they said you're going to be in hospital for three minutes, three days, three weeks? Yep. Oh, how? Oh, wait. Oh, that's very. I can't remember that. Um, it wouldn't be that long, would it? Uh, once they take the prostate out, uh, it used to be a few days. Your mate Don Scott oh, is he still yeah, your mate? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, mate. he had a similar event happening, and was it done with the robot surgery? Yes, or, yeah, done dig, with dig, the dig, robot. Yeah, uh, right. where where the doc sits on one side of the room and has got a big television screen, and he uh, operates the pincers from mm. a remote control. Have you ever had sex like that, where you sit here and there's a robot over there? <laughs> I, I, anyway, uh, getting more get, getting more serious. Just to get my eye in after it was over to see if I could yeah. manage the act. I, I, yeah. I bought one of those. I bought a, a sex doll from one of the sex shops and didn't have much luck with that. I got excited and bit her on the breast, and <laughs> she broke wind and flew out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, that's like the guy who dropped into yeah, <laughs> flying from uh, London to Melbourne, and he had to get off in Singapore for an hour, and he bought it the, the duty free. Bought a blow up doll, and that guy said, "Oh, very good, it's doll." And he got home, and you know had a whole hole in it, and he rang the Singapore shop, the airport, and he said, yeah, "I want my money back." He said, "Oh, why want money back?" He said, it went down on me. He said, oh, I usually ch- charge extra for that. Yeah. Anyway, listen, get on to the serious stuff. Sam, 3,300 men, stop laughing, 3,300 men die of prostate cancer every year in Australia. That's 70 a day. 3,300. Deaths. 3,300. It's yep. now more than breast cancer women. Really? Men have now taken the lead in terms of diagnosis, the number of cases and deaths. So why wouldn't you, if you're a male out there over the age of 35, if you've got a prostate cancer history in your family, or at the age of 40, why wouldn't you go to your doc every year and have a PSA done? So in, why wouldn't you? So in all your research and all your study, have we found out, is it a lifestyle thing? Is it hereditary? How can you stave off the uh, incidence of um, getting prostate cancer or is it just the DNA that you're born with and you're going to get it or okay. you're not? Very good question. The latest research says about 20% of the cases are genetically predetermined. In other words, your father, your cousin, yep. or you, not your mother. Um, no, not your mother, no. But 80% is due to lifestyle. Uh, is it? Yeah. So if you're inactive, if you eat shit food, if you get stressed every day at work and relationships and all that sort of stuff, and if you don't fire the gun often, then you're more likely to get prostate cancer. So, Doc, I would suggest that I have qualified or not qualified for all those. Yeah. I. Uh, led a healthy, active life, yeah. I didn't eat shit, fired the gun. Uh, wow, I was that busy at some stage, I had to put a boy on. Uh, <laughs> uh, How do you spell boy? Booey. So all those things, I, but I still got it, uh, or still had it. Okay, well you, so you, you ticked the exception. bad luck category, yeah, bad but, luck. It, but if you had have had PSAs, you, you got it at what age? 50? Uh, no, 60, uh, well, I'm, I'm 78, I, 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 late 60s. 
So you're very lucky because it was you, – you mentioned it before – it was contained within the prostate capsule. Like, yes. like there's a thing, that, like a balloon, yes. is a capsule and there's air or water in the mm-hmm. middle of it. So you were like, because if it had a leaked outside yes. the capsule, you were probably a dead duck. Yes, that's what the, the, doc, the doctor, professor said. It's very important that, uh, that that was kept within the capsule and I now get tested every uh, six months yep. uh, to see if the PSA is creeping up. It creeps up marginally, but he said that's natural. But the time it creeps up to have to come back and have some radiation or whatever, or he said you'll be dead. Anyhow. Yeah. Well, so so know, does your GP like these that. days, is he up with the latest? Does, does he still put a finger up your back passage or not? And I, and I've never had a finger put up my back passage, but not, not by a doctor. Yeah. No, I have not. Um, not by a doctor. No. no. I've, I've, I was reminded of the bloke who uh, went in to have a uh, prostate uh, examination and he bent over and he said, um, and the doc came out and he said, now Kevin, make sure, he said that uh, when I put my finger up your backside, you don't get aroused and don't get an erection. And the bloke said, actually doc, my name's not Kevin. He said, no, that's my name. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Uh, and he didn't ask for a second opinion. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want two fingers up. No, he no. didn't want a second opinion. Yeah, so that is so important. Some of the best stuff you and I are doing here. Uh, some, mate, we could go on the road with this material. Well, I've got my own TV show happening. I, I, was a, I hosted my own TV show across America on PBS a few years ago. Uh, Public broadcasting. PBS, well, right, so you're like the ABC in yes, Australia. that's right. Uh, and Ida, Ida Buttrose wasn't in charge no. over there. So it was on men's health? No? no, it was on my research in 103 countries about which countries get the most cancer and which get the least. Now, Australia is now, according to the World Health Organisation, the cancer capital of the world. Really? Yeah, we get more cancers per head what, any what sort of cancers? Like skin cancer? All cancer, but we're number one in the in the uh, in the the universe for malignant melanoma. Yes, that's yeah. sun related. Uh, here's stuff. an interesting question: Is what, it what percentage of females would use skin cream to make themselves beautiful every day? I, I, just off the top of my head, I would say a very small amount because they women. Would, I would say that because they don't want to dissuade, distract from their looks. Or is it the no, other no, way around? No, no, they want to get, stop the wrinkles and everything. I see. So they big percentage, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 97 percent of teenagers plus. But men, it's only three or four percent. So y- you've got a mate called. Uh, he used to drive trucks. Lin- um, Lindsay Fox. Fox? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's spending a few million or fifty million or something on a malignant melanoma centre down near the Alfred. And um, so there are some skin cleansers that have got an SPF. Do you know what SPF yes. means? Factor of yeah. 15 or 30. So every person in Australia without burning sun should be wearing a skin cleanser with an SPF. It, it's invisible. It's not like zinc cream. I see. Every day. For, uh, for, SPF for what? 50? Ah, uh, no. 40, 30? 20 to 30. So, so Doc, so this, you, don't, you just can go into a pharmacy or a supermarket and off the shelf, you can buy a skin, uh, a skin deterrent, a, a sun deterrent that you put on your face. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. As opposed to as, zinc as a, or whatever. It's a skin cleanser with an SPF. What's it called? Cleanser. Oh, there are various companies make them, but 
you know, we might get Ricky Nixon involved if he wants to make some money out of skin cleansers. He could pay you a bit in an envelope and... Uh, Only half. See, see, at the moment, I'm going to ask you, see, women are used to having <laughs> breast examinations by, the, by a doctor yeah. and by... Do, do you know where the majority... Gynecologists? I'm not a gynecologist, but I've told plenty well, of women to be, I'm willing to look. I had to change my name. I used to be called Dr Tickle. But then when I became a gynaecologist, I changed to tick health. Yeah. So w- what I'm saying is women are used to ha- having their breasts felt by professionals. But it's interesting that the Californian preventive... See, in Australia, we don't have a preventive medicine thing. All the research, 6,000 research things are on how to cure cancer. But I'm starting one in honour of Olivia Newton-John, my good buddy, about preventing cancer. So... If I said to you, can you prevent cancer? The biggest cancer killer in Australia is what? Melan- you just said melanoma, didn't no, you? No, we're number one in the world for melanoma. What's the biggest oh. Oh. cancer? Paul, what's the biggest cancer killer in Australia? Prostate? Maybe lung cancer? Lung- got, you got it. No, well, so lung, lung cancer is... More prevalent than prostate or breast cancer? Kills... Prostate, I just told you, prostate kills 3,300, 3,000 a year. Yeah. Lung cancer kills... Smoking kills 22,000 a year. Now, we've had this conversation before. Yeah. This is... Are you sure this is not salacious propaganda? I know smoking's bad for you, but does it actually cause... Lung cancer. Surgeon General USA 1964, uh, smoking causes lung cancer. Fact. It's been proven beyond doubt. How many people get lung cancer that have never smoked? What percentage of people? 15. The other 85. Wouldn't that that make you think that... Why does does smoking exacerbate uh, lung cancer? Because it's got uh, 69 carcinogens in it. You remember a guy called Shane Warne? Yes. Uh, now, you were driving Shane Warne around the golf club I developed called The Heritage at a charity day. Yes. There was a guy there who had won two majors. What was his name? Greg someone. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Got two, sir, two Christian names. Two Christian names? Yes. Greg and Norman. <laughs> did, you, did, did I tell you about uh, who was the guy who landed on the moon? Neil. Neil Lance Armstrong? Neil. Neil, yeah. When he came back... And, uh, and Lance Armstrong was the very good bike rider who won seven <laughs> Tour de France's. Yeah, those things go in cycles. I, th- I, th- I, think, <coughs> I think he was on different drugs to you and me. Um, anyway, when Lance Armstrong... When Neil Armstrong came back to Earth and the media gathered round, he said, no, I've got to do some post-flight tests. Speak to my co... What was his name? Buzz... Aldrin. Yeah, Buzz Aldrin. Mm. They said, Buzz, congratulations, mate. Like, you've been to the moon, that's fantastic. Actually, really, could you see anything on Earth from the moon? He said, yeah, two things. He said, I could see the Pacific Ocean and Greg Norman's ego. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Anyway, getting back to the cancer, I, you know, your little tiff with um, Ricky Nixon... Mm. I've got a little tiff happening with the Federal Minister of Health, Mark Butler. 
Now, legally, he legally he could be charged with manslaughter. All the, right, I'll bite duck. Why? Okay, have you ever heard of the ACCC? Yes. Australian Consumer and Competition Commission. Mm. Australia, government Australian Safety Law Number One: All products you sell must be safe. Uh, All products you sell... Or be registered to be sold. No, must be safe. So Thermomix, who was the ACCC chairman the other four years ago, that silly man, uh, I don't know, anyway, he fined Thermomix $4.6 because one of their machines blew up, didn't have a warning on it. Hang hang on, what's Thermomix? Yeah, one of those... Cooking appliance. Cooking appliance. Oh, one blew up and he fined them four point six million because they didn't have a warning on the thing. This might blow up. So I don't know whether you know this, but if you go on a Qantas jet who've never had a crash, when you buy your ticket, you've agreed to fifty nine thousand conditions. Yeah, no, I didn't know, but I yeah. read the small print. Now Qantas have never had a crash of a jet. They've had a crash of a propeller plane, but not a jet. One fell off the runway in uh, Bangkok. Did it kill anyone? No. So they've never had a death on a... On a jet. jet on a liner. plane? No, not a plane. They have had the deaths on I just asked plane. you. I said it fell off the runway. You said... That, that, was, a, that was a jet, but there were no deaths. So what, what deaths have Qantas had on... Get moving right along. You said that they've... I said they've never had a death on a plane. And you said That's a jet. incorrect. Well, that is incorrect, is it? They have had deaths on propeller planes. Qantas have? Yes. Oh, I see. But not on a jet plane. I see. Now, they have checks for their planes every four months and the pilot in the cockpit has to do 42 pre-checks before they're allowed to get on the runway. So they are preventing crashes, right? Yes. So with smoking, if you break your own law, all products must be safe. And allow Australian stupid people, 22,000 of them, to kill themselves. So 70 people a day. It, it's slow mo- smoking is slow motion suicide. But, Doc. What, but, but what? What's the but? Well, I'll tell you. No, well, no I'm, I'll accept that, but where do you draw the line? I mean, alcohol kills people, fizzy drinks and sugar kills people, excess salt kills people. Uh, is in, in is injurious to your health or deleterious to your health? Where does this st- eating fast food? Where does this start and end? Great question. If you stack them all up, every form of death, like ro- the road toll, like suicides, like atom bombs, like wars, add them all together. Smokers, put them all together. Smokers are way past all of them together. So why is it legal? It's unlawful. So why does the government allow? <laughs> Mm. It's unlawful. It's, it's the same not unlawful. Yes, it is. Well, it's unlawful to some sections of the society, people under 18. Do you know what the difference between illegal and unlawful is? None. Is that a rhetorical question, Doc? Uh, well, it's, it's a, that's why they that's have... That's like co- being found not guilty and being innocent. Well, it's a bit like you and Ricky Winmar when you said... Winmar. Hang on. What did I say? I don't Ricky, know. Ricky. Ricky Winmar. What, whatever his name. What, what was his name? Nixon. Nixon. No, no. The black guy. Nicky Winmar. Yeah. yeah Nicky. Not Ricky Nixon. 
Ricky and Nicky. <laughs> You're doing this on purpose. Icky, wicky, lickies. Yeah. Anyway, um, you did mediation <clears throat> because one side said this and one side that, so that's a court of law. But in law, illegal, it's a bit like people say, oh, I'm taking illicit drugs. I mean... If you're taking somebody else's Nembutal or Valium, that's illicit. But if you're taking a drug that's not prescribed, that's illegal. So there are minor differences. But what I'm saying is Mark Butler could be legally sued for manslaughter because, number one, he's breaking his own Commonwealth federal law by allowing the sale of unsafe products. And two, he knows that that product causes 22,000 deaths a year. This is you're talking about smoking. Yes, and he also knows that the government collects forty mm. billion, no, so that's, fourteen billion a year. So that's bi- probably the main point, isn't it? It's the that main point. Why the government very, uh, very adverse to um, banning smoking because of its revenue intake. And you know the last. But thing? it is completely legal, and um, no, it is. It's complete- unlawful. Hmm? It's unlawful to buy them because Seven Elevens. Are selling a product unlawfully because they are unsafe. Well, but I just said that's like sugar and fizzy drinks and alcohol. Well, it depends how how serious the government is in preventing us being the number one cancer capital of the world. But governments have too much overreach to try and save you from yourself. There's a limit to how much authority you want people running your lives uh, to uh, intrude in your life. Well, do you surely think it's up to you. If it, The great late Ron Barassi, if it is to be, it's up to me. Well, w- are you OK with people being fined 400 bucks for going at more than, <laughs> more than 40 through a school zone? Um, That's unlawful. Uh, hang on, am I... Uh, Am I okay getting fined four hundred bucks to go more than forty through a school? Or like forty-one? Ah, uh, that wasn't my question. If you break the speed limit between two thirty and four in a school zone, you get fined four hundred. You lose three or four points. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with that safety law or not? Yes. So, are you okay with the safety law? Is you're not allowed to kill people by selling cigarettes to them? No. Why? Because it's your choice. Uh, your, your choice, choice to commit suicide. It's your choice about you, what you do to yourself. It's not your choice of going over 40 through a school crossing in case you run over a child. Yeah, it's your choice to put your foot on the brake when you get to the school zone. No, no we're, we're, we're clutching at straws here, Doc. One is your personal life and how you handle it. The other is how you handle someone else's life and not put it in jeopardy by speeding through a I'm glad school you've said crossing. That. I'm glad you said that. Do you realise secondhand smoke? Oh, but you, if Go you, on. Are you sure of this fact? Yes. What is it? Secondhand smoke leads to stillbirths, miscarriages and sudden infant death syndrome. And, s- and probably so do a lot of other things. Uh, very few. But, but that's... Well, if Albo wanted to sp- people to vote for f- helping out our First Nations people, mm. do you realise that 7% of white women smoke during pregnancy and 42% of First Nations people smoke during pregnancy? No, I didn't realise okay. that. Okay. Mm. So why are Aboriginals 
disincentivised or discriminated against. Probably, Doc, because if you said to Aboriginal people or Indigenous people, when you are pregnant you cannot smoke, there'd be a hue and outcry about... Uh, in, about uh, about uh, uh, racism and, and, and profiling and all uh, that. And, and about killing their own babies. No, no, but you know that that would be... The people who want to smoke would cite you as a racist and you're racially profiling and... No, I'm a medical doctor. I'm safe, saving lives. I save everyone's mm. lives, whether they're Jewish or Palestinian or, or you know, Aboriginals or whatever. So, just before we... So, Doc... I'm so, trying to prevent cancer. Okay, so what is the best way you consider? Is it diet? Is it what you or what you eat? Is diet? Yeah. Uh, is it uh, everything in moderation? Definitely. What happens if someone has a cigarette after a dinner meal at night? Is one cigarette a day okay? Or is that not moderate enough for you? Uh, the problem is addiction, and we know that uh, smoking for the first time in 20 years is skyrocketing teenagers because they're becoming addicted to vaping, which has got nicotine in it. But, 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 but that's a different matter because... No, it's not, because it's leading to more yes, teenagers smoking. Yes, I'm saying it's a different matter because the people who make the vapes put vanilla in them and apple and mm. make, it, make it sexy to actually smoke. Mm. So they're enticing they're people to smoke... Uh, the people who make cigarettes aren't enticing people to smoke. They just have the product there if you want to smoke. Do you know who's behind Is making vapes? Is there a vapes? subtle difference? What? Do you know who's behind making vapes? Big tobacco. Uh, yes. Well, I'm, I, I'm not disputing that. Or probably the people who make fizzy drinks or Coca-Cola. Or no, I'm not, not, I'm not saying Coca-Cola do it, but... Okay. Um, anyway. Anyhow, so where are we going here with this? We're going back to 1969. Ever heard of a... Who, who was the first player, Melbourne player, before stats became real? Who was the first person to play footy that counted his own kicks? Counted his own kicks? Number nine of Melbourne. Uh, yeah, um, um, the bloke who won the Br- Brownlow. No, Brian, Brian Dixon. Oh, sorry. Okay, he was the minister for getting his picture in the paper, minister yep. for health, sport and recreation. And he designed a thing. Did you know in 1969 there were two papers? There was a Sun Pictorial in the morning and a Herald at night. Mm-hmm. And then they put them together because Murdoch wanted to make more money. Yes, I did know that. Okay. And then the age went from a broadsheet down to a small... Down to a nothing, yeah. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, they went broke. And so, anyway, uh, the Sun News Pictorial in October the 24th, 1969, put a huge front-page photo, War on 1034. So the yes. 1,034 yep. people pretended they were dead at Icon Park, the Princess Park. And, oh, by the way, did you know Rex was the first pe- person in the world to get smoking stopped at Princess Park? He was commentating in the uh, media box yep. and there was a gentleman with darker skin smoking outside with a smoke drifting in. And Rex used some expletives, including the word F. And anyway, eventually Princess Park banned smoking because of Rex. Uh, Anyway, War on 1034 shamed the government into changing driving laws. Victoria was the first state Mm -hmm. in that world to interest compulsory seatbelts in the front seat of cars. Mm -hmm. Every state followed the next year and lots of the world have... 
1034 deaths in 1969. Today, 250 deaths mm. with seven times as many cars. Prohibition works. Oh, well, so, so this is vaguely my point. How much do you want to intrude on people's lives by we've gone from 1034? Do you want to have no deaths on the road? And if you do... I'd love to. Hang on. If you do... What lengths do you go? Do you govern cars that they can't drive at more than 20? You can't drive at night. You can't drive in the rain. You've got to have a, a, an eye test and a, a medical uh, every month. Where, where do you draw the line at intruding on people's right to do what they want to right do enough. within reason? You've got a government that you elected to look after you and then you've got your own personal decisions and your family. Yes, right. I said that so about smoking. Did you have any family input into why... Idiotically, some people said, you lost a kidney and you played footy with the risk of losing another kidney. Did you invite your family to make suggestions or did you say, get stuff on playing some more footy? I didn't tell them to get stuff, but that was my decision and mm. I decided I would do that. Uh, yeah. To How not many take a risk in life is the biggest risk of all time. I like that. Yeah. Um, that's like George Burns when uh, the guy, when he was 100, congratulated him saying being 100, he said... George, but what's your doctor saying about you still, st- you know, puffing on a cigar now and again? He said, my doctor's dead. <laughs> so, getting Could I just ask you a question? You said in 1969 that, was the headline, declare war on 1034? What would, been, what would have been the bigger headline in 1969? 69. What would have been the bigger headline in 1969 than that? Shane Warne was engaged. No, the bigger headline. You've already referred to it in part. Mm. It would have been around the world the biggest headline in every paper. Well, the one happening in February would have been bigger than I'm doing. No, I'm talking about a little bit of lateral thinking, Doc. You've already mentioned it. 69? Yeah, 69. You're trying to turn the world upside down with no, the 69? No, that Neil stepped onto the moon. That went round the world on every front page of every Where page. were you? I was in a hotel at a counter lunch watching him step off the lunar module. One small step for mankind? No, one... St- what yeah, was it? One small step for man... One, one small step for... One, giant, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Right. Hmm. Uh, so, Doc... Where, where were you when Princess Di died? I, I think we were on air broadcasting football yeah. with Rex. It was a Sunday afternoon. I think it was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Rex said, um, I think this is right, Rex said... And the ball goes down. I've just got a, um, a word in my ear that we have to cross to the uh, to the um, to the news at three AW. He mm. said, and this better be good. He said because this is a great game going on here. And someone came on and said uh, that had happened. And he he came back and he said, yep, uh, that would out, that would outstrip the football that we're watching yeah. or something like and that. And do you know what the first thing that went through Princess Di's mind when? Uh she had the crash? I, I hate to make a joke about this, Doc. Yeah. Would it be the steering wheel? No, the windscreen. Yes, no, thank yeah. you, Doc. Okay, so getting back to what's happening with war on 10.34, in February it's going to be war on 18.34. Uh, we've been speaking with your friend John Locko to the Mayor of uh, Brighton. He was the ex-Mayor. Okay, uh, he's offered us an oval in Bayside... Did you know that there's an oval just recently been named the Shane Warren yes, Oval? Yes, I did. 
Okay, so we have a choice of over where 1,834 people are going to be pretending they're dead. That's how many people got killed last month by smoking. Okay. So, so you've, you've come in here to speak ostensibly amongst a whole lot of other things, uh, men's health. Yep. And is it primarily revolves around having prostate checks or yep. the whole gambit of what makes people healthy, whether you're a man or a woman? I think when you hit 40... See, the dangerous decade when the... Have you ever heard of the menopause? Yes, Doc, I have. Why I do they call women's uh, hormonal deficiencies menopause and not womanopause? Well, why do you have a menstrual cycle when you're a woman? And menorrhagia and menarche and uh, mental illness. You see, women's problems all start with men. <laughs> if there weren't any men in the world, women, <coughs> you know, they'd have their IVF and all that sort of stuff and be happy ever after. So Doc, anyway. this has been a chat about the mental gymnastics of uh, what's going on on the planet. I'm... Uh, I'm, uh, it's been interesting because you've kept me on my toes. I'm trying to think of uh, other snippets I can give you. Well, I want to congratulate you for A, having me here talking about men's health because men have got to get smarter and go and have checkups. And B, you are the best entertainer I've ever seen in the world. Doc, please. I know there's going to be a no, no, punchline no. here. I know, I know you're setting me up to well, go whack. But I reckon um, 30% of people in Australia don't like you and the other 70% do because mm. you can invite, incite, you can motivate, you can incentivise. You, you can get people's attention by saying truthful things that disrupt people's brain. So, that, see, it's good to be on a podcast with you, and I've been on 59 million podcasts around the world, because you have a way of turning, telling people into inviting them to do it, and most of them will. So if you tell men to go and have a checkup every year from when they hit 40, and if they've got a history of prostate cancer, start your checkups at 35, we're going to save a shitload of lives. Well, Doc, I don't know how uh, much of that was sincere, but I'll take it on uh, advisement that that's a compliment and I appreciate it. And if you wanted me to uh, leave you with... Um, can you show me that again? It's our start. Give us a look. Hang on. Peter Blunden published that uh, last Monday. Smoking ban comes of age. Uh, oh, yeah, so the United Kingdom and uh, New Zealand are thinking of banning smoking. Now, you, you cannot ban smoking, but where you cannot ban smoking in a country. Jacinda Ardern has just, <coughs> excuse me, has just done it. And she probably lost her job because of it. No, she decided to retire, but that was her last act of parliament. No, but it's, it's, mate, so you're saying if you land in a plane or get in a boat, off a boat and you step onto New Zealand, at soil, New Zealand soil... North or South Island, you, it is illegal to light up a cigarette. If first year, if you're under 15, next year under 16, next year under 17, so it'll be, she'll get smoking disappearing in 10 years. But, but, but what happens to people that, that you can't say that? She said that. No, she, but the she, UK Parliament's going to do the same thing. The Australian Parliament couldn't give a shit. Mark Butler said the other day, oh, we'll stand and watch. I mean, who was uh, the mirror man? Steve Brax, I oh, will look into that. Yes, yeah. Doc. Daniel Andrews promised in 2008 he was the health minister of Victoria. Daniel Andrews. 
Mm. I'm going to get rid of preventable cancers, half preventable cancers in the next 20 years. What's he done? Fucking nothing. <laughs> he did a fair bit, uh, but um, he did a f- he did <laughs> Yeah, uh, we can't afford... Uh, so, Doc, now it's been entertaining, uh, and uh, you are a very good man. I know that you go around doing this, and you have your heart in it, and you've been very successful at a whole lot of things. And, um, and I've survived brain cancer for 14 years. So that's why me and Olivia have had this pact to get Australia off the top of the list of the worst cancer country in the world. How'd you get brain cancer? Not from your lifestyle or smoking, did you? Ever heard of stress? Uh, there's no such word as stress, is there? Okay. It's What's the stress? Th- okay, stress as a reaction to pressure. So if I put you on a footy field in front of 100,000 people, you've done it before, you're good at it, you train at it, you've got a plan, you've got a coach. If I put this guy on a... Ivan. Ivan. Mm-hmm in the same position he'd shit himself and he'd be off in five minutes with a torn, torn hamstring. So it's how you handle the pressure. So when I got brain cancer, I was given 15 months to live and we sorted out with my oncologist, who was a, a Malaysian guy, what were the newest immunotherapy drugs invented on the planet. And he said, I reckon this one's a go with two chemo drugs. He said, if you're a fat diabetic, the drugs will kill you in a month. Are you prepared to give it a go? He said, you look pretty healthy. He said, it's 70 grand a dose. If I get you on the trial, it's nothing. Sign here. I did. So talking to Olivia over the years, I mean, hers was genetic. Every member of her family, her sister died of brain mm-hmm. cancer. Hers was genetic, was a bad luck cancer, but she kept herself alive for 30 years with a good immune system, riding her horses and positive. See, op- optimism, Sam, it's the greatest word in terms of health is optimism. Looking forward to good things. So I'm going to get to Mark Butler and challenge him. I'm going to make him a bet, you know, like Rex and I did when we did the Fat Club on 3OW. We bet 10 grand that five people couldn't lose 50 kilograms before the grand final, and that was in nine weeks. And it was him and Dipper and Tony, travel by train, what's his name? Leonard. Leonard, Jared Healy and Robert Walls. And they lost the 50, but there was... Dipper didn't lose anything and Tony travelled by train, put on 10 kilograms. Now, Doc, we are delighted that you've overcome brain cancer and you're here because you're a a successful, intelligent and competent man. But... Go now. No, but. Yes. You said you got brain cancer, you think, ostensibly from stress. Yes. I would have thought that a man who in your position and with your capabilities, would have examined your inner self, would meditated and wiped stress from your regime and pressure. And that, if you are saying that you suffered brain cancer from stress, you weren't able to self-regulate your body and uh, that in itself was a reason why you couldn't handle your own personal being. You should be a psychologist because everything you said is 110% correct. The but is my accountant was jailed and I lost $15 million and I couldn't cope with that. I see. So if you could perhaps lend me, what, 12 or $13 million. Yeah. So the previous question we asked, and we're finishing on this, the previous question I asked in a segment we did before... If you were sitting opposite a multi-millionaire, billionaire, and you had the second most valuable hand in poker, which is a routine flush, 
Would you bet your whole life savings and life's inheritance and your family's existence and success on the fact that the man sitting opposite you who called your bluff wouldn't have a royal routine flush? Would you take the risk? I would change the bet and say, okay, you want the money. No, you can't do that. Would you put... That that would be stressful I'll to say, make that decision. I'll say no if I can say one more thing. You can. Australians spend on every day on cigarettes forty million dollars. That's because they're a sixty day. bucks a pack. Oh, so what if they were thirty bucks a pack? Well, they wouldn't spend as much. I'd spend twenty million a day. <laughs> But see, <laughs> still, they'd still smoke as many. But teenage but smoking spiked in the last two years because that effing vaping. Why doesn't the federal health, the federal sick department instead of the federal, why don't they do something about it and bloody ban cigarettes and vapes? And as Jacinda Ardern said, if you're caught over the age of 14 selling or possessing a cigarette, you'll be get, get you fined. You know very well um, what that reason is, Doc. What happened in the States when they. Prohibition when they banned oh, yeah, alcohol. alcohol. No, yeah. mate, mate, seriously. You, if you stop banned smoking throughout the world, there, there would be a civil uprising in every country because it's just not practicable to do it. Just it's sensible, but okay. it's not practicable. Would you dare have possess a cigarette in New Zealand when you said you landed there in 2024 with a fine of 150,000 New Zealand dollars? That's what the fine is. What if you've got a packet of cigarettes on you in 2024? Mm. That, 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 that will never fly, mate. That would what, go to why? the... Why? Because you cannot make a law of banning something that is legal. And it she can't make cigarettes illegal. Sam, you're putting your foot in your mouth. It, smoking, selling a smoke is unlawful. Government rule. It's not illegal. It is unlawful. Uh, no, but, but that's not guilty and innocent. They're two different things. And so is illegal and unlawful. If I bring put out a gun and shoot you now, it's mm. unlawful and it's illegal. It's both. It's the same thing. That has nothing to do with Jacinta O'Burn, uh, <laughs> Ahern. Uh, Jacinta Ahern uh, uh, banning cigarettes. She's got guts and Elbow hasn't. Mm. Well, I'm not speaking about her anatomical makeup. I'm just speaking about the fact that that is just a nonsensical argument. Now, Doc, can we answer the question, the poker question? Yes or no? no just quickly. I'm not taking the bet, no. Right. Me too. I, well, my mate Kerry Packer, and we're mates because I won't tell you why, uh, he wanted to lose some weight. Anyway, he walked into a casino, not in London, and da-da-da, and something went on, and he called the manager because he disagreed with a decision on a bet he'd had, a back row. And he called the manager and he said, I want this decision reversed. And the manager said, I can't reverse the decision. You're on camera and everything. Like that. Packer said to him, said, I'll buy your casino. <laughs> he was serious. Yeah. yeah. No, I, they're, they're, some of those stories are apocryphal yeah. and some of them are real. Yeah, well, Bondy, when he, when he rang... Uh, I know, Kerry told me, when, when he rang Alan Bond... Because Bond bought Channel 9 for yes. $800 million, mm. And he said, Bond, he sent me a cheque. He said, it's gone through the bank. He said, I still want to send you the cheque. He said, why? He said, I want to nail it up behind my daddy door and every time I get set there having this shit, I want to laugh at the cheque because I'm going to buy it back for less than half. And he did. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, excellent work, Doc. Uh, we've spoken mainly in the... Uh, just under hour we've been spoken. Uh, we've spoken mainly about health, men's health, but a hell of a lot about other things, and uh, that was one of them. So, Dr. John Tickell.
thank you very much for coming in uh, and speaking about men's health. And uh, continue your work. If we can help you in any way, we will. You can help me one way. Wow, on you're my calling new, my bluff, eh? No, on, on my new TV show next year called Light Bulb Health, I want you to be my first guest. Okay, we go through all the gags that we've done today. No, we've got different ones. We might have an we might have an M rating there. We can't do it. You can say anything you like on here except the C word. Okay, did I tell you about the old pensioners that were wandering through the supermarket with their trolley, and they're trying to save money because they're on the pension. And the guy grabs it, and their wife said, "What are you doing?" He said, "There's 14 beers for ten dollars. I can't pass that up." And he put them in the cart, and she said, "Ah." Oh. They go, and she's grabbed a $20 face cream. He said, what are you doing, $20? She said, it's going to make me look beautiful. He said, so is the beer at a half price. <laughs> Doc, you're a fool. Uh, no, that is, ex- uh, um, yeah. I, I, I tell you when you know you're out of the loop is uh, I was uh, standing in the urinals at a function and I heard the bloke say next to me, to his mate, he said, when you get home, he said, if you're not having much luck, luck at home, he said, there's a whole new world on the other side, why don't you turn your missus over? <laughs> and the bloke said, what, and risk getting her pregnant? Um, so, as I say, I'm, I'm out of the loop a bit, I didn't even know Last what that meant. Thing, you no, know, Doc, I've, please. I've, I've had a hip replacement four, mm. five weeks ago, right? When I was in there... One of the nurses recognised me. She said, Doctor, I've got good news. She said, a hip replacement costs a lot less than a wife replacement. Is that true, Sam? Well, having both got both my hips intact, I haven't got uh, any of the people I married intact. So um, uh, probably that is a truism, Doc. And Doc, thank you very much for coming in. I don't know how far we got here, but uh, at least we... Checkups, checkups, checkups. Checkups. If you're over 40, go and get a blood test or have someone stick a finger up your coit. One of those.